Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page. We're always sharing stuff there at Coach Bo Knows Show. Just fix it, uh, search that, you'll find it. And you can always email us at Coach Bo Knows Show at gmail.com. Today's episode 59 and a half, and as always, on the point five, I'm joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind, my co-host, Ellen Wingenter. Ellen, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing okay. Let's um, let's clean up some stuff from last week, just so I can get it all out there. I said it on the pod on Monday when I was with Uncle Rico, and my apologies, because... We recorded last Friday and we had a really good, we both thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah. And we had some internet issues here at the office and we use Zoom and then we take the Zoom and we do some things. But unfortunately, because of my internet, there was just whole lapses of silence on your end, which was my fault with our connection, not your connection. And so it was going to, I tried to do some editing and it sounded like me talking to a wall and getting an occasional comment back. Yeah. I mean, and I get that. It was, it was a bummer though, because, you know, we did our world series preview and all that kind of stuff, but um, I guess you all can forgive me for taking KU and barely missing that one. So (laughs) what we're going to do is let's, let's just talk baseball first for a minute. Because okay. I think that we, we last week we picked the wild card round and what was going on there, and then we made our picks for the league. Now we're going to be real transparent here. We're going to still tell you guys how we did on the wild card. Ellen was great. E, you were you picked the Guardians over the Rays correctly. Yeah, I picked the Rays. You picked the Mariners over the Blue Jays. Correct again. Yep. I picked the Blue Jays. You picked the Padres over the Mets. I had the Mets. No, I took the Mets. Oh, we both had the Mets. I'm sorry, we both had the Mets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the one, yeah, it was. And then the one you missed, you had the Cardinals. Correct. And I had the Phillies. Yep. So I got both the ones in the National League right, missed both the American League ones. You went three for four. Yeah, I, it was kind of nice to, I should have bet it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the good thing is, is that when we picked this, I mean, obviously we picked what we picked, but now we get to kind of revisit this. So I'm going to give you, now we know some things too, because now there's been a couple of games played in the the division series um, as we're looking at it now. I'm still on the Dodgers over the Padres, even though that series is 1-1. What do you think? Uh, I fully agree on that. Um, I originally was going to go with the Braves over the Phillies, but I think I'm going to, I'm switching horses midstream. I think I'm going Phillies over Braves. Um, well, I think I will take that route as well. I, I had St. Louis continuing on, but yeah. you had pointed out last week that Schwarber is coming into it. He was like your guy that you were kind of hanging on to. So um, between him and Harper, I think, uh, it's it's a good bet and a good horse to ride. Yeah, the problem, you know, with Schwarber, his offer in the playoffs. It'll come. It'll come. It will. Mookie Betts is offer 
in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, and he's over seven. He did get a walk in game two and scored a run, but uh, unbelievable. It's like, and you know, this happens occasionally with great players. I mean, in his career, Ted Williams never won a never won a playoff series. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's about right. timing and conditions, and Barry, sometimes Barry Bonds was in the World Series twice, and he played awful both times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's sometimes you just don't hit. Yeah. So in the American League, now we know some things already. Now the the Guardians and the Indians. I'm sorry, the Guardians and the Yankees. I got to get over this. Thing. <laughs> Oh, we're watching this now. And actually, whoa, as we do this, the Guardians have just tied the game. Awesome. On the Madrasario home run. So game two, they had a rain out. Game two, the Yankees lead one, one, one game to nothing in the series. And the Guardians now tied in the fifth, 2-2, as we're recording here on Friday Friday afternoon. What do you mean we'll call it? Friday morning. Well, early, late Friday morning. Oh, no, uh, it's afternoon. I'm still picking the Yankees. I just, they're a complete team. I'm rooting for the Guardians. Don't get me wrong. I hate the Yankees, but I'm still picking the Yankees. I am going to stay with my original pick and stay with Cleveland. Okay. And then the team that I think is just unbeatable in the American League, and that's the Astros. I'm taking yeah. the Astros. They are up two games to none. I, I picked the Astros to win the American League, and I have an I have an Astros Dodgers World Series, so I think we did we both say that. Yes. Yeah. So I fully agree with Houston. You know, yeah. cleaning this up and and going on. And the Astros, the two games, they've won them on home runs. Jordan mm-hmm. Alvarez is crazy good right now. Yeah, I call him new pop. He's like the new big pop. Right. Plays just like him. Looks just like him. I've been calling that for two seasons now. And they got Alex Bregman hot. Alvarez is hot. If those two guys stay hot, no one's beating that team. Yeah. Not even the guy. And I just look at it and go, man, they're good. Uh, they, <laughs> the Mariners got up 7-3 in game one of that series. And 7-3 going into the eighth. And I was like, oh, man, that's huge for the Mariners. Right. One. And then Bregman hits a two-run homer in the eighth. It's 7-5. Mm-hmm. And then Alvarez, two on, two out in the ninth. Boom. I mean, hit a ball. It ain't landed yet. And it's 8-7. Astros walk it off. And then game two, he hits another home run to win that game. Right. It's the go-ahead runs. I, he's really good. Alvarez. Yeah. And I missed um, the one on Tuesday due to, to basketball practice, but I mean, it's one of those things that like we were talking about offline before we got on, if, and to your point, if they stay hot, there's no, you can't get around it. So it's just, it's too bad because I think Seattle's going to be a lot of fun for the next you know, four or five years, assuming yeah. they don't do anything stupid roster-wise. Um, yeah. They locked up Julio Rodriguez. Yep, for 12 years. But, you know, it's – I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I um, I was talking to P-Money a couple nights ago. We were talking baseball. And he loves Julio Rodriguez. That's become one of his favorite players. He's right up there with George Springer's, his two favorite players. Um, and then Harper's up there with him too. But okay. 
Um, just looking at it, and it was like, wow. I mean, that Mariners team's not – I mean, I kind of want to root for them. I can't root for them against the Astros. I, I like the Astros. Part of, and a big part of part of me is that I'm a huge Bregman guy. He's an LSU right. guy. He's my dude. Um, but I, the team I enjoy watching is the Dodgers. They don't ever – they don't look like they're ever out of a game. And that lineup, like I don't, I don't think that lineup is as good as they can be. Like Justin Turner's not as good as he once was. Max Muncy's bat hasn't been great. You know, Cody Bellinger's hit ninth, and he hasn't been good since he was an MVP three years ago. Right. It's like, you know, it, it seems like it's Mookie Betts and Trey Turner, and it's and the rest of the guys aren't that great. But I, I, at some point, some of those other guys are going to get hot. And that's what's happened throughout the season is that guys get hot at the right time. They get a couple of key hits and you just can't mm-hmm. beat them. I don't know. It's, it's crazy good how good the Dodgers are, but the Padres came out in game two and they're not backing down. I mean, Machado hits a home run in that game off of Kershaw and, and it's just the, the Padres have a little brother syndrome. I guess. Right. The Dodgers. right. And, It'll be exciting to watch tonight's game to see how that game, that's going to be in San Diego. It's the first home game, first home playoff game in San Diego in 15 years. Which so is insane. It, which, yeah, I mean, I didn't really think that. And then I thought, well, okay. Then you look at it and go, okay, first home game in 15 years. Yep. Against the hated Dodgers. Coming off, are you splitting the first two games at home? The Padres have got a chance in a five-game series to win games three and four and close it out at home. That's insane. I mean, this is my my issue with the Dodgers is that it's kind of like some of the NBA stuff. It's just they're always there. Yeah. And frankly, they've beaten the Cubs a number of times. I mean, we had 2016 and, and that was yeah. glorious, but um, it's, you get tired of seeing the same team in the same spot all the time. I admit that the reason that I like them has purely to do with one guy. Mookie and we Betts. know who that guy is. I mean, I, I, I'm wearing my Red Sox stuff. I mean, I yep. I will never forgive this Red Sox administration for letting Mookie Betts go. <laughs> uh, so I was talking to P Money about this at home. And yeah. I think we might have talked about this, but I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast yet. You know, there's always been the argument the last 10, 12 years, the best player in baseball has been Mike Trout. Yeah. And you could probably argue Otani might be right now. Right. But I was looking at, you look at it historically, think about the players who are in their early 30s now, who are mm-hmm. in the prime, prime of their career. And you really, if you think about it, you look at their whole career, the two best guys are Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Right. And I was doing this comparison in my head to like my father's generation, or our father's generations. Yep. If you look back to when they were our age, those two, or not even that age, when they were younger, the, the 60s players. Yep. The best two players were Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. And the argument for years is who was better. And when they were in their careers, Mantle was considered better. Right. But as their careers wind down, 
Mantle had all the injury issues. Um, yeah, he won more because he was with those Yankee teams. And they were dominant through all those years. Mm-hmm. Willie Mays is considered the better player. Right. Historically now. I think there is a chance because of how different the players are now. I mean, Mookie is a little more, a little different kind of player. He's just as good an arm. He's a better fielder than Trout. Um, he's a better, you know, driving in runs guy as opposed to power. Trout mm-hmm. got him on power. But if you look around and you think about it, with the injuries that Mike Trout has, the fact that Trout hasn't won in the playoffs, and Mookie Betts has on two franchises now. Is there an argument that Mookie Betts will end up being the best player of the generation? Well, yeah, no, we talked about this some last week too in the uh, Forever Lost sessions. And you made that exact point. And I think that's fair. And I'm really kind of curious, one, between um, what the angel ownership is doing if that team is going to go up for sale and if they can get players around them because that has forever been the issue yeah and you can't rely on just two players to get you to the postseason no and the and the angels have done it the first it was pool holes in in trout and then it was now it's otani in trout and they had anthony rendon who's a really good player who's been hurt the entire time he's signed with the, with the Angels. But what the Angels have never done is gone and got pitching. Yeah. I mean, they have one yeah. pitcher that is just phenomenal and outstanding, but you have to have the full slate. And it's, you know, it just, anyone who enjoys baseball will say it just kind of sucks that Trout may not yeah. ever have that chance at a postseason. Yeah, I, I just hope we were, so P May are talking about that last night, two nights ago as well. Mm-hmm. Is yes, that is the damn shame on Trout. Um, it's you know, yes, he you know, he's only been in the playoffs once and they got right. swept with the Royals in that playoff in that series. Um and if you look at it, you go, wow, he may not ever get there as an angel. Yeah. He's gonna have to go somewhere. Is he gonna have to at the end of his career chase it? And will he be able to physically with his injury injury history? He's a big man. Yeah. Like like Mickey Mantle was. He was a large human being. And you can't keep having issues in your shoulders and your joints and your knees and consider and and keep moving that way. It's going to catch up to him. Agreed. And it's a shame because he's, look, I think he's the best baseball player I've ever seen. Yeah. In a, if I took a flash of one player, it is either Mike Trout or King Ricky Jr. Yeah. And and I look at it and I go, man, I just, I wish so that, so much that he just wouldn't have all these injuries. You know, three out of the last four years, he's had a major injury. Right. What are we doing? It's, it's what I'm afraid of is I'm afraid that at the end of his career, he's going to chase it. And I'm afraid he's going to chase it in New York. I- the Yankees. I mean, it's the obvious choice, right? I'd rather because, him go to Philly because he's from because he's from Philly. He's from New Jersey. You know, it's like go go play for the Phillies if you're going to do something like that, or go go to Boston, or go to Atlanta. Right. Don't yeah. It's one of those things though that you know that that ownership 
is going to spend the money to put the people around yeah and incorporate him in the way that makes sense and you know i don't know especially with the new balance schedule that's starting next season and how that's going to work out yeah. but with the universal dh how long is it until he comes out of center field yeah and is just a straight dh yeah i mean mike trout's going to play to his 40s yeah because he's dh and he'll be able to hit yep i mean it's and and i, I gotta look to see how old he is now but He's got to be around 35, right? I think he's younger than that. I think he's 32 or 33. Okay. I want to say, because, let me look. Mike Trout's 31. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike Trout is just turned 31. So, I mean, you look, he's got 10 more years of baseball. For sure. He's just been one of those guys who's been around forever, right? (laughs) Yeah, but he came up at 21 years old. Right. You know, and he's been in the consciousness the whole time because he won rookie of the year. He was the runner up for the MVP his rookie year. His mm-hmm. first seven years, he was either the MVP or the runner up every single year. Wow. I'm looking this up. Mookie Betts is only 30. Okay. I mean, so they're contemporaries, literally. Yeah. And yeah. You'll just I mean, be able to ride out their careers together. Yeah, I think the thing I was trying to get across to P Money when I was talking to him about it was that in my lifetime, when like mm-hmm. we've never had two that were so great. Right. We've had we had Griffey, and Griffey was phenomenal when he yes. was he tailed off at the end of his career because he just got slower. Right. And the injuries caught up to him, especially leg injuries. Um you know, in the 80s, there wasn't a one dynamic offensive player. No. I mean, Mike Schmidt was probably the best offensive player in the 80s. Mm-hmm. He struck out a lot. Um, yeah. In the night, we had, you could argue Cabrera and Pujols now. And I think for a certain segment of fans, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that we haven't seen two complete players in their prime at the same time in baseball. Since the 60s, since yeah, the days. which is wild because that's yeah. been 50 years, 60 years, 50, 60 years. Yeah, I, that's I insane mean, to think about yeah. just from a timeline perspective. Because yeah. I mean, the best I always think the best three players that I think I've ever seen in person, mm-hmm. uh, I think Mike Trout and Mookie Betts are up there. But if I threw those two out, Ken Griffey Jr., uh-huh. Ricky Henderson, okay, um. And Bo Jackson. Always, what's that? Bo Jackson? No. I, I Bo Jackson's the best athlete I've ever seen. Most athletic human being. I he's mythical. Yes. And he wasn't a great baseball player. I mean, okay. he wasn't a great hitter. I mean, he would have never been a Hall of Famer. Okay. Just because he just wasn't going to be a consistent hitter. There was nobody on God's great earth. I mean, he's like a like for four he's a god of, of athletic yes, ability. absolutely i mean he's like this mythal he's the last mythological creature of of, of of american sports yeah agreed but uh yeah i think those are the two and i think about those two i think like the, the two that i could think of are griffey and ricky and then i put trout and mookie with them they're just okay. so good i actually asked Ricky Henderson a few years ago. We met Ricky Henderson in Cooperstown. 
Mm-hmm. When I met him, I said, I have a question for you, Ricky. He was like, yeah. And I said, when you broke um, the rec- Lubrock's record for stolen bases, he said, today I'm the greatest. Yep. And I said, are you still the greatest of all time? And he goes, well, a coin has two sides to it. And I was number 24. And the other greatest of all time was 24. And we couldn't get him to commit if he was seeing Willie Mays or Ken Griffey Jr. So Peyton thought he was talking about Ken Griffey Jr. But I thought he was talking about Willie Mays. So, yeah. But if you ever get a chance, if you ever meet Ricky Henderson, you got to ask him a baseball question because he'll give you an answer. He knows what he's talking about, but he's going to do it in a way that you're going to be like, oh, my God, all the Ricky stories are true. (laughs) (laughs) Because he went full third person on us. He did the whole thing. He was great. That's so, awesome. Yeah. One of my one of my best moments. Was, we were all there as a family, too. All the, the wife was there. Peyton was there. We're like, this is pretty cool. Ricky was great. Right on. But getting back to where we're at here. So by the time, this will be out later today. So then by the time everybody gets around to the end of the weekend, we're going to be through all the game fives, unless the Yankee series continues or somehow Cleveland or somehow Seattle wins three and four. Right. Um, so we're both picking Houston. Yes. You're taking Cleveland. I'm taking the Yankees. Begrudgingly. Both taking the Dodgers. And then you got Atlanta or Philly. I changed horses with the Philly. Um, I think given that St. Louis is out, I will continue on with Philly as well. I think that that series being 1-1, Philly catching a game in Atlanta was huge. And then I think we'll see what happens in uh, game three on Saturday. Or game three is tonight. Um, and the Phillies, they got Aaron Nola going. I can't root against Aaron Nola. It's an LSU guy. So, you know me. I'm, I'm biased to my LSU people. Hey, I mean, they've had everywhere. a – they, they've had a phenomenal program for, what, 35 years at this point? Yeah. And they have the guy who's going to be the number one pick in the next draft. There That's what you said. I remember when we talked about it. Billy Cruz is awesome. He's going to be the number one pick. Whichever year he comes out, uh-huh. he'll be the number one pick in the draft. And he's like, they're, he's, they're comparing him to Mike Trout. Well, I mean, pretty soon the season's going to start up and College World Series is not going to be far behind. Yeah, I'll, I, and you know my rules. If the college, if LSU is in the College Bowl series, I will go. Go to Omaha. It's I. That well, I is love, one, love That is one thing I would really, I would have want wanted to do it at the old stadium. Um, yeah, at Rosenblatt, Rosenblatt. But I have heard that just going up to the College World Series is just a fantastic event for people who love baseball and really just enjoy watching it regardless of what teams are there it's a really great event for especially if you have kids mm-hmm. like a lot of times you know as adults we go to events and it's like we don't want to take the kids because yep. we want to we have a few drinks and you don't want to be responsible for the kids and everything oh no you go to the college World Series, you want your kids to go yeah because yeah. they do things for the kids they have different things going on all around the stadium they shut down down parts of downtown Omaha because it's right at the Kennedy Ameritrade Center. They're the, right. the uh, stadium there. Um, it's a really nice place. Rosenblatt was kind of in a not so great neighborhood. This is in oh. right in downtown. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. 
but um, it is a lot of fun. And if you ever get the chance, I do recommend it. I've been five or six times now. And I, I haven't been that- in six years, probably six or seven years now, though. Okay. And that's the, last the same event facility. Was an LSU loss. Okay. And that's the same facility that the Royals AAA team yeah. plays at? Yeah, the Storm Chasers play that same stadium. Okay. Right on. And it's right across the street. There's like, it's in one spot across the street, literally from the outfield, is the arena. They have all the concerts and whatever else. Okay. Their Civic Center or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's where Warren Buffett does his big speech once a year. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is another cool ass thing if you ever get to go. I've heard. Berkshire Hathaway annual, uh, annual event is really cool. I've been once and you got to be a stockholder. I'm not a stockholder, but you have to have like the class A stock. Yeah. And I know a guy who's got one and he was like, and he had his four passes and he gave me one of them one year. And we were like, oh, well, let's go. And you get so much free shit when you're there. It's amazing. You come home with, we came, I came home with two bags of stuff. <laughs> and this to, to Jen, like, here you go. Here's yeah. some seat candy. Here's some this. I mean, they set up in the concourse all of the companies that Berkshire Hathaway owns. Which is incredible. Which, yeah. And so, like, they have, like, Dairy Queen is set up in there. And you get, like, free Dairy Queen the whole time. Right. And Charlie Morton speaks and then Buffett speaks. And it's, like, you know, 20,000 people in the place. Yeah. And everyone there is rich. I was, like, the poorest guy in the room. Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not going to complain. I just want to thank. I just want to thank who I was invited by to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it would be worth buying the one share of stock. Of course, you can't get it for you know less than a quarter of a million dollars now. Well, yeah, it's a little bit hard. If, if you got the, it's like Ferris Bueller. If you got the means, I recommend it. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. What a great uh, team. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get into some football. So, um, hey, let's talk about KU first. KU unfortunately did not pull it out against Texas Tech. Jalen Daniels gets hurt in the game. He is out this week. Yep. There was a report earlier in the week that Jalen Daniels was going to be out for the season. He's saying he's not out for the season. Um, both him, both him and Coach Leipold are both like yeah. this is honestly day to day today. Yeah, um, you know he didn't. He hasn't practiced. He's doubtful. He's probably not going to play this week. Mm-hmm. But um, Jason Bean is going to be the quarterback, and Jason yeah. Bean played the second half after Dale Daniels got hurt against um, TCU, and, and he, he started the first half well. of last season too. Yes, and he played a lot last season. He started. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Bean's not a bad quarterback. Not at all. And, you know, I, I'm one of those guys I don't like to criticize college players. But I will say Jason Bean does not have – he does not have an accurate arm. He's got a big arm. He can yes. throw the ball far. He's just not accurate. And you could argue that that was the reason KU didn't win the game on the last couple possessions where they could have driven – they were driving and, and Bean made like three throws that just were a little hard. Okay. He basically threw them too hard. The, the swing pass to Neil that would have been 25 plus yards 
And then the last play of the game, the fourth down play, they ran the double, the double, um, yep. double posts, and he had the open receiver. He just threw it four steps in front of the guy. I mean, yeah. nobody. Randy Moss wasn't going to catch that ball. Right. And that's okay. I mean, he's. It's not a critique of the young man. He just threw the ball too hard, and he, he's not as accurate. But he's not a bad player. And he's going to give KU still have a chance in these games. They're a nine-point underdog against Oklahoma, who was coming off losing three straight and getting killed in all three games. And they haven't looked good in a month. I would argue that Oklahoma hasn't looked good the entire season. Correct. Um, But I think Jason Bean's good enough to to maybe get a KU a win. KU can win this game. Yes, I fully agree. I was, um, last weekend, I went to the Great American Beer Festival for the first time for a couple hours before I had to dip out for Nicholas's basketball games, had zero reception in uh, the convention center, ran into a guy, TCU fan, who had it on his Kindle, and watched the last series, but kept getting updates that Bean was getting them to score. I mean, he led them back to tie the game multiple times. Yeah, yeah he after, scored four touchdowns in the second half. Yeah, I mean, he had a fantastic game last week. Yeah. And I'm I'm still going to ride KU. I've bet on him already at plus nine. Um, I have yet to take the money line, I think, but I'm inching toward that. Yeah. Uh it's it's really kind of great. I mean, I watched, I got up, I watched game day, I saw everything that was going on. I, I would love to hear what you guys saw being in Lawrence, kind yeah. of with the fallout, but I heard nothing but wonderful things about how they hosted game day. I mean, yeah. tonight is late night, you know, in the fog. Yeah. So basketball season is starting to gear up, but to have both of them going in tandem in a positive direction is so much fun. Yeah. Well, the whole experience was really cool. Like mm-hmm. even Friday night, seeing some of the students, I mean, because it was fall break as well. Right. So some people had already left and some of the young people already left. And then my understanding was a lot of the fraternities and sororities, they, they have a deal with seniors going on a trip. Okay. And so a lot of them were gone. Okay. Um, Why do we do it? And Why would we push ourselves to stupid ESPN ads? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, if we could get from ESPN.com sitting up here on the computer. But anyway, um, it was still a great atmosphere, a big crowd, big crowd at game day. People were out there camping. I'm, I saw people camping on campus. I was I went out in Uberdrive. There were people literally walking up to game day at 8 p.m. I, I'm shit you not, this happened. I'm driving down 11th Street. Yep. So right by the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I see these three guys and they're bundled up. They got heavy coats on, you know, a couple pairs of pants or, you know, some kind of pants thing. And they, two of them have paper grocery bags uh-huh. with snacks or beer or whatever. Awesome. And they were headed over to the hill. About an hour later, I drive by and there's probably a couple hundred people out there. That's amazing. Later at night, 
there might have been a thousand people out there camping. Wow. It was like at like 1 a.m. Um, people were excited. And then the response, even after the game, mm-hmm. TC won the game and deservedly so they played better. Yeah. But no one was like, oh shit, you know, we should have won our fucking team. You know, no, it was wow, what an experience. How cool was that? Right. Being through four touchdowns in the second half. People were talking about that. People are getting into Jayhawk football. So awesome. And as a football guy, I love it because mm-hmm. I I love football so much more than basketball. And I just I want people that's like here, it's been like my nitpick thing about Lawrence. Right. We don't appreciate good football. And they've got good football now. Finally, yeah, yes. I'm watching. I watched a lot of it, frankly, because I was fucking pissed at LSU <laughs> and how bad they were playing at the same time against Tennessee. I was at home watching it. You know, it was 10 3 TCU at the half. And it was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And then Daniels gets hurt and it's like, oh shit. But TCU wasn't out there scoring, running and gunning and scoring. Right. And then it gets into the shootout. Yes. The shootout was even in the second half. It was 28 28 in the second half. It was back and forth with the backup quarterback. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it. That's why, like this week, TCU's going down this week. I, TCU's playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State called beat TCU. TCU, I think the last I saw though was actually favored. Oh yeah. Oh, look at that in the pick segment because that's easy money this week. <laughs> TCU's going to put up some points. But they're not going to put up that many. And if they didn't, couldn't put up points in the first half against Kansas, mm-hmm. how the hell are they going to score points against Oklahoma State? Okay. So I can already preview that for you a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, I, I the Jayhawks, I, I'm rooting for them. They've got a game. Let's see, they're playing, they're playing at Oklahoma, nine point underdogs. I, I, I'm not personally betting the game. I am. I have. I, uh, you have, and that's your pick for the week, right? We'll just go right yes. into our pick. Segment. So, um, but I, so I, I'm a little worried because I can see that maybe Bean doesn't play as well against Oklahoma as he did. I mean, he's not going to play much better than he did in the second half. Sure. Season. I don't know what's going on with Oklahoma. They're bad. They've yeah. been bad most of the season. They've lost three in a row. And you got to think at home, after losing three in a row, they're going to try to right the ship. I mean, it, I don't know. I, To me, it's a winnable game. It's got this, like, variance of what could happen. Everything right. from KU winning to Oklahoma winning by 10. Right. I can see this large variance of possible outcomes. And you, that's kind of how I look at some of these things. And so that's why I'm not touching that game. If I was going to, I would definitely take the points. Yeah, because the and that, variance to me is the game is close, and that and that's where I've taken KU with the points. Um, I think with it being an early game, KU except for the TCU game has played every single game as an early game. Yeah. They're used to it. That's not going to be an issue, and some of it is just going to be rallying around Jalen Daniels. Yeah, that with the hope that he comes back and he's able to do it and. The knowledge that, as you said, Jason Bean is a good quarterback yeah. and can get them through the interim. It, they yeah. just might have enough swag 
you know, that swagger going into it that they're just ready to go and show themselves. Yeah. And Oklahoma's been bad. I mean, Oklahoma got the yeah. shit out of my tenant, my Texas last week. 49 right. enough. I yeah. mean, that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to lose to your right. It is. It's embarrassing to lose big to your right. It's embarrassing yes. to get shut out. Yes. 49 nothing. I mean, that's just a great. And then the week before, TCU put up 55 in Oklahoma. Yep. K-State put up 41. We've seen K-State's offense is off. K-State's a really overrated team. I know they're ranked. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're very good. I K-State's not better than KU. That's going to be such a fun game this year. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm going to and you know what? I might wear Jayhawk gear. Yes. I might because I'm so I'm 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 torn in that game. Obviously, I went to K State for a couple of years. And and I and I, you know, and, and Jen's a K State grad. Yep. And we know people on the K State team. I, you know, Keenan Garber, the, the, the Neen boys. Uh we and I love those guys. They're all great guys. But man, you if you can't get behind this Jayhawk team, I mean, that's just they're they're easy to like. And frankly, I think they're a better team. I really do. I think they're a better team. And I just, K-State lost a home game to Tulane. Yeah, Tulane walked in and was just like, yeah, Yeah. we'll take this one. We're like, well, we're going to dominate this game. I mean, it's, yeah. And in KU's case, like what's going on this week with them, I mean, they're the number 19 team. They didn't move in one of the polls, even with the locks. Right. Um, you know, they're they're five and one. They need one more win to be bowl eligible. Yep. Look at what's happened in the last few weeks, and then especially like last night, Baylor lost again. It's like, wait a minute, there's winnable games here. Mm-hmm. This OU game is a winnable game. Yes. Next week at Baylor, it kind of becomes a winnable game. Kinda after yesterday. I mean, Baylor looked like shit last night. I mean, Baylor gave up 40 points to West Virginia. Yeah. That's the team that's my defense. That's Dave Aranda's defense. They have never they won in more than LSU. The only team, when Dave Aranda was the offense, was the defense coordinator at LSU, the only team that scored 40 points against him was Alabama. <laughs> and Alabama lost that game. LSU beat them. That was Burrow. But then you have Kate, I'm going to KU schedule. So you got winnable games. I mean, they're going to yeah. be in these. You got Oklahoma State. Now, I'm not fucking around Oklahoma State. Oklahoma no. State, I've already predicted, is going to win out. They're going to win the Big 12. They're going to win the Big 12 championship. They're going to be undefeated, and they're going to the college football playoff. Okay. Uh, just, yeah. But then KU goes to Texas Tech. That's a tough game. Yes. But then they host Texas. Texas is better than we think. That's But it's at home for KU, and KU's kind of had Texas' number. Yes. I mean, you go to K-State. You've only got to find one, and you might find three. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty wild. When, if ever, was the last time that KU was ranked and OU wasn't? I don't know. It would have to go back to the 90s. If then. Well, I can recall... When I was going to K-State, I recall a year where KU played K-State. They were both in the top 10. No, I'm talking about Oklahoma, though. Yeah, I know. But what I mean, at that same time, Oklahoma had a couple of bad years, John Blake years. 
Okay. They had that Howard so, Schnellenberger year and the two John Blake years. They were off those three years. So that would have been under Glenn Mason. Yeah, it would have been okay. Kate Glenn Mason years. Yeah. Um, but to me, the fact that KU is ranked going into Oklahoma, who is yeah. unranked. Yeah. When the last game I saw as a student was OU coming into KU as the number one team back in yeah. 2001. I was at the game a couple of years ago when OU came in with Baker Mayfield mm. and he dominated that game. Yeah. I mean, that game was never, I mean, that was, Oh, that was ugly. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's wild to think about. So yeah, that's going to be great game. It's 11 o'clock ESPN two. So check that out. Um, a couple other games on in the college uh, ranks I want to talk about real quick. Um, Oklahoma State's playing TCU. I don't know how TCU is a favorite in this game. I know people would think they, they score a lot of points, and that's great. Y'all, Oklahoma State's for real. This is going to be Mike Dunny's best team. The mullet. He should, whatever he does, he's going to get offered jobs. He does a lot. Yeah. This is the year you take the walk for the big money if he, if he wants to, because this is going to be the best team he's ever going to have. Um, that's amazing to me. And then Alabama versus Tennessee. The home of game day this week yeah. up in Knoxville. Um, Bryce Young got hurt last week for Alabama. He didn't play the second half. Similar injury uh, to Jalen Daniels. Now he, Alabama's being real coy about this. Bryce Young's going to play. They haven't ruled him out. He's going to play. They're going to yeah. need him, frankly. This is a battle of two Heisman contenders. Hooker from Tennessee is amazing. I watched him carve up LSU last week. I was not a believer in Tennessee. I was. I didn't touch that game last week, but I'm a believer now. That okay. guy's good. They're, they're good. They're a good team. But Alabama is out there. I'm taking Bama. And then I think Bryce Jenner's going to have a big game. And I was talking to Tyler Jones about it in the Jones report this week. He was like, okay, so we, we there's three, we, we, he and I kind of agree. There's three teams that are above everybody else. Okay. Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio state. If I was ranking teams right now, I would actually rank Ohio state. number Yes. One. Yes. And then Georgia and Alabama, you can just argue. And then we have a four team college football playoff still. And you look at it, and it, right now Michigan is four, Clemson is five, Oklahoma State's eight, but they're going to move way up, I think, in the next few weeks. But what you'll see is, I said this week that there are only five teams mm-hmm. that really have a legit shot at this kind of deal. Well, if there's five situations, the winner of Alabama versus Georgia in the SEC championship is it. Right. Unless one of those teams drops a game between now and then, I don't see that happening. The winner of Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan, yep. I believe will be Ohio State. I I think Ohio State might kill Michigan. <laughs> I just I, I don't I'm not sold on Michigan yet. Uh, understandable. They haven't played anyone except for a yeah. game. They yeah, and in the three last three weeks, they don't play well in the first half, and they somehow cover their spreads on the backside. They just it's. Yeah, Penn, but it, and Penn but it, State will give them a run because they're playing Penn yeah. State this weekend, right? 
You do. And and now I like Michigan in that game because what they do is Michigan runs the ball. Right. And they just wear you down. Yeah. But if they get in a shootout situation ever, that's going to hurt. And, and they're going to have to score points in bunches against Ohio State. Yeah. Team. Stroud's just going to kill them. I mean, Stroud is so good. He's over the highest. Yep. Um, and then I said the other teams I thought have a chance. If Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 undefeated, mm-hmm. not look, they cannot drop a single game. Okay. One game out if you're a Big 12 champion this year. Doesn't matter. But if Oklahoma State wins out and wins the Big 12, they're getting in the playoffs. Yeah. That's just too good a record of going through. Absolutely. Undefeated. Clemson has a chance because they're Clemson and that fucking that old conference sucks. Yes. I hope it. Like I want them to lose so bad. I just hate them. They're not good. And, and you're playing Florida State this week, and Clemson's going to win. And, I mean, I hope Florida State does. They're not. But Clemson is such a fraud. <laughs> I will say it right now. When Clemson loses a game or they don't get into the playoff, whatever team they play in, the, in a bowl game, it's going to beat their ass. Okay. And if they get in the playoff, they're getting their boat. They're going to get boat raced in that first game. They're awful. There's one other team that has a chance of getting in the playoff. And it's USC. And USC has two big games left. They got to, they got to beat Utah this week, which is not, a, not going to be an easy task. They're actually underdog against Utah this week. Okay. And then they're going to have the game against UCLA at the end of the season, which <laughs> – UCLA, all of a sudden, Chip Kelly shits rolling and they're scoring points. So look out, you know, look out below. But USC's not good in the first half of the game either. They're like, right. they're like the Michigan version of the West Coast. But they just blow your doors off in the second half. And they mm-hmm. got a quarterback who can score with anybody. Oh, for sure. So if USC goes undefeated, I think they can get in. I, I mean, okay. I come out of those five situations. So this playoff thing is starting to take shape. There's like no room for error for three teams, that being Clemson, USC, and Oklahoma State. Right. Georgia and Alabama, they can get back in if everybody else loses. Like if Georgia beats Bama in a close SEC championship game, but USC has a loss and Oklahoma State has a loss and Clemson has a loss. You're gonna you're gonna put down the head of ball field. Yeah. And then Ohio State, I don't think can afford a loss to Michigan. I I'm gonna be really curious to see what that spread is for that game. Yeah. Because that's that might be the most interesting game coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah. That's gonna be a game. I took appointment watching. I, I'm gonna watch USC Utah tonight or tomorrow night. Okay. I'm gonna watch that because I want to see them play. Uh, Caleb Williams has been really good. They've been mm-hmm. especially good in the second half. If you want the gambling tip, take live bet on USC at halftime. There you go. Against the spread, they have covered every spread all season live at halftime. They won me a bunch of money last week. <laughs> um, I will give you one more pick. This is not like official picks, but what I have bet, I took James Madison and Tulane on the money line mm-hmm. and parlay. Okay. Say for how much? Because that's not what we do here. We're trying to tell everybody to have fun with their gambling. 
Yes. And the use of Caesar's app. And when you use responsibly. <laughs> that responsibly, yes, it is important. Hey, look, it's fun to get down on games. You do it, I do it. A lot yep. of people are doing it in both Kansas and Colorado now, where it's totally legal. I love the Caesar Sports app. There's a couple other ones out there that are just as good. They're not just as good, but they're good. We love Caesars because, well, they sponsor the podcast. Um, and you can get your deposit match and a $50 extra if you use yes. our promo code in the link, link in the show notes. But um, seriously, we do, we do a little segment there, and we'll talk about that. But have some fun with it. If you want a little tip, that's one thing I do. I don't do any same-game parlays. Like, you, you hit one last night. I did because they changed the box score evidently on the bears game and explain that explain how that works exactly because i i don't do them because they're just a little weird to me i can't like figure out some of the stuff i I just can't figure out my mind can't get around the particular pieces of the game like that sure really that with the same game parlay and okay so this particular parlay was the bears having two sacks there to be a scoreless quarter to have a fumble lost and for neither team to score above 21 and a half points. I looked at it. It was plus 450. I think I was like, you know what? Um, Given the teams that are playing and it's Thursday night football and we've all seen how horrendous for the most part, Thursday night football has been this season. That made sense. But when I went to bed and I, Bo and I were talking about this off air, they had deemed that I had lost that parlay because I believe it was the muff punt late in the game, which um, the the generals eventually scored off of um, was not a fumble lost. And as we were talking before logging in, um, pulled up my app and they changed it. So it, you know, most of the time, and Bo gives me a lot of shit for this, to lay off the parlays because there's too much to chance. You just don't know, at least with um, whether you're taking the points or the money line, you're going to know by the end of the game what's going on. And whether you won or lost, but sometimes it's just kind of fun to think about, Hey, let's have all these, these things come together. And I've had some friends, uh, shout out to Jerry Jones since he got deleted last week in, in our missing episode, but he had a lovely parlay over the weekend just, and he does his own. Whereas I rely yeah. on, on Vegas to set those up for me for better or worse. Yeah. I, I I don't do a lot of the same game stuff, same game stuff because it's yep. just too random. Yeah, you can like you had a good thought in how you walked through the process of that, and I can get that. But I just can't pull myself into that. There's just sure. so much randomness inside of a game that I can't do that piece. But one thing I will do is I will if I feel strongly about two or three games. Like I'll bet the individual games. Sure. And then to give myself an opportunity to you know, spike my winnings, I'll right. do a small parlay where you got to win all three. So if I go three and oh, 
and you know you win you place you know ten dollars per bet let's call it right. you know boom you're 30 bucks up well you're 27 dollars up um but then you hit the three-team parlay well three-team parlay's gonna pay you basically about eight to one right so the extra five you put on that you're getting 40 back on so it, you look at it that way Again, I, I want to be real careful. I want everybody to understand. We're not telling you to go out there and bet lots of money. We're not telling no. anybody to go bet the rent money. Don't be betting you fucking, you know, food money on this shit. That's not what we're trying to do. That's not what these bets are about at all. No. This is about, look, it's a fun thing to put $10, $15, $20 in the game while you're watching to keep your interest in the game. Be responsible. Don't be an asshole and go, I'm putting 500 in the game. I, I'm not doing that. I just, oof, that... That would make me too nervous. I couldn't enjoy the game. Right. Because so. you're just waiting for the next thing to kind yeah, of. Yeah, you're just, hit. you're just betting, you're just betting the bet then. Yeah. So let's get into our picks this week then. Because okay. now, Ellen, you had your first push this past week. I did. So you're three, oh, and one. You pick one game a week. I had to, I had to pick three. Now, I'm sitting at four, four, and one. <laughs> After going one and two this past week. Um, I, this is just crazy. I, I just cannot get it going here. I, I'm killing it somewhere else. I'm killing it on one of the sports books, but I'm not doing well here on my picks. Um, you're riding the same horse and you've been doing this for four weeks. And God bless you. you're going to do it again. You're going to yeah, take KU. I've got a KU shirt on right now. Um, it is red. So it's also red Friday for the chiefs. I am going to continue i i like i said i have taken ku plus the points um i think given our discussion i just i really think they are going to clear nine um you know we've seen it bet down to eight and a half uh initially i saw it at seven and a half i think this could easily be a three-point game yeah with a KU loss and or KU just coming out and winning it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the variances of what could happen here can be anything from KU winning this game to Oklahoma winning by 10. I, right. I really could see that. I, I tend to lean with you. I'm not making it one of my picks. I'm probably going to put 10 bucks on it just to do it. Sure. But I do feel pretty strongly about it. So I, I don't disagree with you at all. And I do like KU. Um, I got my three picks of the week. Uh, I'm right. going to also ride one of my horses that have been great to me. I got one we've already talked a little bit about, and then I've got a team that burned me last week, but I'm going to get back on the saddle with this week. Okay. All right. So my team has been killing it, is the Tulane Greenway. Five and one, they're four and two against the spread. Mm-hmm. Really good. I was making the funny joke last week. I said, you know, I'm an LSU guy, Tulane's in New Orleans. You know, as a kid, I loved Tulane. I've watched them all through the years and always kind of rooted for them. I made the comment that I'm not going to any LSU games this year. I was going to go to an LSU-Arkansas game in a couple weeks. I decided not to. Tulane's going to a bowl. Wherever Tulane goes bowling, I'm going to the game. Nice. I'm going to do it. They're they're good. They might win the American Conference. Right now, they're in first. Tulane is playing. I got to get the schedule back up here. Sorry, I was looking at something. Ooh, else. have when do or will they play uh, 
UCF. They do. I think it's, it might even be this week. I got to look this up. Oh, shit. Where's it at? It's not this week since UCF played yesterday. And oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll look at it. They're playing South Florida. Uh, Tulane's playing at South Florida on 3 o'clock on Saturday. And Tulane is a 12-point favorite. Okay. Lay the 12. South Florida isn't very good. They're one in five. You know, usually teams go to Florida teams and the weather is an issue. I looked at that. Sure. I was like, you know, it's going to be hot. I compared the weather for the full week. New Orleans versus South versus Tampa. Okay. Same, same heat. Okay. That is not going to be an issue for Tulane. Tulane can score points. Their defense has been great. Mm-hmm. They're one of the few teams in college football ranked in the top 30 in both offense and defense. Nice. This team can do this team can, can stop you and they can score. I'm taking Tulane. I'm lane 12. That's my first pick. Okay. Second pick we talked about a little bit already. I don't think I'm not calling TCU a fraud. What I am saying is they haven't played a defense yet. Oklahoma State has a defense. Okay. It's not, it's not Georgia or Alabama, but it's a good enough defense to make that game close. And the fact that Oklahoma State going to TCU, which isn't exactly the greatest home crowd in the first place. I mean, it's no. not like they're going to, it isn't like they're going to Texas, but they're going to Oklahoma. Right. You know, where you expect it to be a huge crowd and a big vigor. TCU is not that big a home throw advantage. Oklahoma State is the best team they've had in years. This might be Gundy's best team. Oklahoma has a four-point underdog. I got wrong team favorite here. I'm taking Oklahoma State. I even got a little something on the money line with them. Okay. I'm taking Oklahoma State the whole way. Okay. The last is an an NFL game. And – this one burned me last week. Last week, the Chargers, uh, they did it pull back up here. They won by three. They won by three. They were three and a half point favorites. I got them at three. Did you get them at three? <laughs> so I had them at three and a half. They won by two. They won 30 to 20. Oh, that's what it was. I had them at two and I ended up pushing. Yeah. So last week at Cleveland, Cleveland got ahead in that game. And the Chargers yeah. came back. Herbert's get a little more healthy. You know, you always got to worry about the West Coast teams coming east. Sure. But Cleveland's not very good. Um, you look at it, and I went, well, Cal, the better team in the points and lay a couple points. I had them at three and a half. They ended up losing by, they ended up winning by two. But this week, the Chargers are at home. Okay. On Monday night. And yeah, they don't have a great home field advantage, but the Broncos are bad. They're the Broncos bad, stuck. Bad. They're they bad, stuck. bad. And it ain't like their defense is going to save them. So whatever Broncos fans decide they're going to go to LA and go to this game, or whatever Broncos fans live in LA and are going to this game, they're probably not going to be as rowdy as a lot of those Chargers games where you see the rowdy crowd of the other team. Right. I'm not concerned about that at all. No. I just know that this Broncos team is bad. Yes. Score points, and the Chargers can't. 
Chargers are now laying four and a half. They might win this game by 10. They might win this game by 14. They might win this game by 20. Give me the Chargers minus the four and a half. Denver's in, so much, Denver's in so much trouble. Yeah. That, that whole franchise is in trouble. I mean, just the quarterback situation isn't good. The coach situation isn't good. Uncle Rico and I talked a lot about it on, on Tuesday's pod. Mm-hmm. It's not a good team, and it's not a good situation at all right now. And I don't see any way they can right the ship right now. No, not this season. And I think um, I I have to believe with the change in ownership, head coach will be gone by the end of the season. I I think, yeah, I think he finishes the season because what's there to gain by doing it now? Right. And then he'll be gone because you're not going to be able to keep you got him or the quarterback. One's got to go. You're paying the quarterback quarter of a billion dollars. So you got to get rid of the coach. Well, and like we talked about in the last episode, so much of his hiring was based on the idea that Aaron Rodgers would be coming to Denver. And so you've got two different dynamics going on and just, it doesn't work. It's a horrible situation. Um, Game of the week in the NFL. Y'all, I'm not putting any money near this game. I am putting money on this I game. I am not putting any. Buffalo in Kansas City, the two best teams in the league. Buffalo's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. Um, I'm picking Buffalo. If I was going to put money on it, I'd lay the points. I know a lot of people think I'm crazy. I know that they've – one of the things I saw is Mahomes as a home underdog is – 5-0-1 in his career. I, I There was never a time on Monday's game where I thought the Chiefs weren't going to win the game. Okay. Even at 17, I told you already, yep. at 17-0, I put a money line bet live on the Chiefs. Absolutely. Plus 3-8. And I'm so glad I did. Thank you, Kansas City. However, Buffalo's the best team in the NFL. And Josh Allen is the current MVP. I disagree. Josh mm-hmm. Allen gets a little too willy-nilly with his stuff, and he loses too many plays, whether yeah. – I think you look at last week's game, they got so far ahead. Like, he didn't have a great second half, but, I mean, they were so far ahead they ran the ball. It doesn't um, – you got to be able to put together an entire game, though. Well, I mean, last week, last week's game, they went 38-3. I mean, they only scored once in the second half. When you're up 31 to 3 at the half, you don't I have get that. to play. It's a different kind of you're playing a different type of game. But I think it's a little bit different this season as compared to last season when Mahomes was throwing those balls that would end up going off the fingertips and end up in somebody else's hands. Well, that's what Josh Allen is doing this season. Yeah. There's a little I, bit of forcing going on that I think may catch him. Yeah. I don't think he's going to catch him this week. Okay. I look, I think Mahomes is great. And, and, and if you're looking at the best two quarterbacks in the league, for these sure. guys are one and two, and you can argue either way. Absolutely. I would be wrong arguing either way. If you were building a franchise right now, and this one of these two was not your choice at quarterback, you're a moron. Yes. 
I mean, you can't go wrong either way. Now, if I had to build a franchise, I would probably take Mahomes. But Allen's just as good. I mean, it's a great job. Yeah, he is. But I think right now he's playing better. And I think that the team is better. Their defense is better. They've got a couple of injuries. But I just – I got this feeling that this is the game, and I think Buffalo's had to circle them to the calendar. Oh, for sure. And since the playoff. I, yeah, I think that's part of the reason they didn't play as hard in the second half last week. It's okay, let's stay healthy. Let's get everybody healthy. Let's not show anything. Don't put nothing on tape. They're going to come out with something. I have no doubt, but I also know that Andy Reid has something up his sleeve as well. And if they oh, yeah. were doing that, I question oh, some I, of that. I, I think that. You look, this is going to be a great game. This is going yeah. to be a fantastic game, the best game of the weekend. They're And the variances of what could happen in this game are so wide. That's why I'm not betting this game. This may be the best regular season game this season. Yeah. If you look, I mean, if you said the Chiefs are going to blow out the Bills, would that be a surprise? No. If you said the Bills were going to blow out the Chiefs, would you be surprised? Mm, not totally. And then every variance in the middle is possible. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, I wouldn't bet a dime on this game, but I'll watch every damn play of it. <laughs> they, I'll watch they, every play. They are the main game this week. So yeah, they're 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 the CBS 330 game. We got to deal with Romo on it. One of my friends, I'm gonna shout her out in here. She knows who she is. I can't bring up her name, so let's bring up her name on the podcast but she knows who she is she hates tony romo and i have been a i like tony romo person uh-huh. but i gotta say i'm swaying the other way i get it i'm agnostic with romo so i figured out why hmm. now this is not her her complaint she doesn't like tony romo my complaint is he doesn't talk about anything else but quarterbacks That's what he knows. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how much Troy Aikman, for instance. Well, I was paying attention to that last couple of weeks because I started involving about that and I started looking. Okay. You look, what you see with Aikman is they'll do replays and he'll be like, hey, watch the lineman block. Watch okay. this block. Watch this receiver do this. You never see Romo do that. Romo is incredible at basically calling the play. Yes. He understands how the he understands better than Aikman probably. He understands how the motions work. Yep. And where they're trying to move people to to move the plays because that's what Tony Romo did incredibly well as a player. Yes. He was great at that. That's why he was as good as he was. I mean, because he was not the most talented football player. No. But he was exceptionally good at moving things around, getting to the play they wanted to get to. I mean, he was exceptional at that. And he sees the game as well as anybody. Yeah. But he doesn't see, at least least he doesn't, if he sees it, I'm sure, but he doesn't talk about it. Okay. And to me, that gets a little annoying because I don't want to just hear about, like, I don't want to just hear about Allen and and Mahomes. Right. There's too many really good players in this game. Yeah. Agreed. So I'll I'll keep an ear out for that. Yeah. You watch. I mean, it. He will not talk about a lot of the other stuff. And 
it'll it'll keep an eye out for that this week. That's gonna be a great game, though. So much fun. Yeah, and then Sunday night is gonna be interesting this week. Dallas and Philly. I need I, I need Philly to win big on that just for fantasy football purposes. Well, I think Philly's gonna win. And I'm surprised that Dallas did not rush Dak back to this game. If, because if, if they lose this game, they're two back in the division and a loss to the Eagles makes it so hard to have any chance to win the division. Yeah, I, I mean, it just – the thing of it is, is given Dak's recent few seasons with injuries, yeah, you just – you you – can't yeah. and if he can't grip the ball like he feels like he needs to grip the ball yeah well and i understand in a situation and i understand that and i agree with that i i wondered i don't know i haven't heard how he was reacting to, to actually working with the ball yeah you know, i hadn't heard anything i just heard that he's not going to play and it's going to be cooper rush I just, I assume it's something around the grip because that was the primary thing that they were looking at for his return. Yeah. But the thing is also is that if he doesn't play this week, they can really get away the Cowboys. They can really get away with not playing him for a couple more weeks Mm -hmm. and really get him 100%. Because the next two games versus the Lions and versus the Bears, as much as I really wanted this Lions team to be good, they're not. Uh, It hurt. The defense is just bad. Yeah. Except for Aiden Hutchinson. It's like, oh, and, and I like Aaron. I like Aaron Glenn. Dan Campbell's going down the ship, though. He is not firing Aaron Glenn. There's already talk about that. He ain't going to do it. it. It's, yeah, something. It's, it's pretty amazing. So that'll be a good game. I think so. I think we'll have a better Sunday night game than we've had in a couple of weeks. Monday night football will not even be worth watching, as Thursday night football was not worth watching. I'm not even going to talk about it. Yeah, no. Horrible. Um, I, I um, Jen didn't realize this game was this week until I think it was yesterday day before. Did you see who my Saints play? No. The Bengals. Okay. Yeah, Burrow against the Saints. I understand, but okay. I just, I don't know what to do as a fan. I, I, I know what I would do if I was gambling. The Bengals are going to beat up the Saints. I don't know. The Saints this, have been pretty shifty the last several weeks, so. Saints defense is finally getting back to what they should be. And I was watching the game last week. I don't think I told you this yet. So I went and watched the game at Johnny's. I was at Johnny's West, and I watched okay. – Watch the first. I was going to watch the early games. Yep. And I had to leave at halftime. And just because the anxiety I was having about how poor the Saints were playing. And Taysom Hill had a great game. He played, they bring him in and put him in different spots. And, you know, he throws for a touchdown. He ran for two. He recovered a fumble on a punt. Fantastic game. And the Saints won. Yeah. I was convinced it happened they were going to lose. I was like, sure. Damn, it's already down. This is they just gave up this long touchdown. What in the hell is going on? The Saints defense can keep them in games, but not having a real quarterback. I mean, and yeah, they're, they're trotting out a combo of Andy Dalton and, and Taysom Hill. And it's like, 
what the fuck is this? Yeah. Steve, Steve Spurrier once said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Correct. And I really believe that. And you eventually you have to commit to one or the other. Absolutely. And I just think that they need Jameis back bad. And, and how bad is that? They need Jameis back. Jameis is the <laughs> Uh, the Saints are going to be a team. They're going to you know, they're going to make the Sean Payton deal in the next few weeks. It's sometime at the end of the season. He's going somewhere. Wow. There are already rumors of Dallas if Dallas falls apart. Rumors that Carolina would like Sean Payton. Okay. The Saints still have his rights for two more seasons. It's going to get done. They're going to someone's going to give a first round pick to the Saints. Okay. The Saints are going to be drafting one of these quarterbacks somehow, some way. I'm. I've never been full on tank mode because I've seen bad Saints teams before. Mm-hmm. Might be time to let's tank. Let's see if we can get CJ Stroud, baby. Give me some CJ Stroud. I good luck to you on that. I don't know. I, I just I, I my heart hurts, and I don't know. I'm gonna watch that game. I don't know how I'm gonna pull it off. And Aaron Judge just struck out for the fourth time in this game. All rise, sit down. Sorry, a uh, little play-by-play for you there. I would love him if he wasn't a Yankee. I'm, hey, I'm glad for him. The season for him has been tremendous. Good job. He's had a great, he's had a great season. We'll get back to that in a minute. We're going to talk about that for a minute, in a second here. Let's uh, finish up here on NFL. Yeah, I mean, we've got a great game. Check out the 3 o'clock game. The the Bills-Chiefs game will be great. I think Dallas and Philly will be on Monday night. I mean, it, it's going to be a slaughter. The Chargers are going to kill the Broncos. If you don't want to watch bad football because the Broncos are bad football, go ahead and watch The Bachelor or whatever comes on Monday night somewhere else. Is The Bachelor yeah. on now still? Is that, is I that don't still know. Cool? I never watched any of it. I that do was, know that, that's what my wife know, used to oh, Next week, NBA is starting their regular season. I do have tickets yep. for the Nuggets opener uh, next yep. Saturday. So, And P-Money will be in to do an NBA preview. Okay. He's working on that now. He's getting his stuff together. Right. He's a little upset that Zion got hurt again. He's like, you know, that's this guy. He's a little upset, but he uh, we'll see what happens there. So, yeah. Hey, uh, the last thing I was going to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, actually, I actually had two things. Let's, let's get into the first one first here. Um, have you read any of this Daniel Snyder stuff? The owner of the commanders? What's going I, on there? I have not read a ton of it. I did hear Al Michaels' comments last night. Okay. What did he say? I did not, because I did not watch that game. So I had it on after we got back from practice and he basically said that it was his understanding that the NFL would prefer that Snyder sold the team. Yeah. Well, for the record of what's out there now, and I, and I don't have the article handy. It's not on ESPN.com. You'll have to find it. It's on there. I, I, I'll share it on our Twitter page later today and I'll share it through our Facebook page as well. Um, but an article came out this week that Dan Snyder has been hiring private investigators to investigate other owners in the NFL and Roger Goodell. He knows that the other owners want him out. 
Um, supposedly he has dirt on other owners, including Jerry Jones, who he's been very close to. And he's basically saying that, hey, you want me out? I'm gonna like, I'm gonna burn this motherfucker down. Right. Is what it sounds like. It's I'm here thought. for I'm here for if you if, if go ahead and kick him out and let him try. It just I seems mean, like a very mob type kind of yeah. thing to do. Yes. Yeah, he just he seems like a spoiled fucking brat. You know, I just I, I have no love for Daniel Snyder at all. The guy's a piece of shit. He he of the things we've seen him do, he's already been suspended from operations of his own team. Yep. By his wife. <laughs> yeah. Be, because of sexual and sexual allegations. Um, there are things like, in, in some of these reports, where now we're finding out that his lawyer, Daniel Snyder's lawyer, is the one who released the Bruce Allen emails, which is what got John Gruden in trouble. I mean. So it, it's this guy is going to try to burn the whole thing down. Um, it, it's a bad situation for the commanders. Someone's going to have to go in there and buy this team. And, and they're saying that the NFL wants to force Snyder to sell the team, and they're looking at a price tag of $5 billion. The thing of it is, is that they'll get it because what? The Broncos sold for four point what? Yeah. Um, I guess the the... The thing that I'd argue, commanders sucked for a very long time under Snyder. Yes. They've been one of the worst franchises in the league. And so you don't have any kind of recent Super Bowl or playoff anything to kind of look back on and say, hey, we're we're building from here. Mm -hmm. Um, Ron Rivera went off. Yeah, I was going to last on. night in the post-game press conference because evidently Dan Snyder decided that he is the ultimate scout instead of relying mm. on his coaches. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's kind of, it almost feels like it's not only pressure from the league in and of itself and other owners, but it's also, it's, I mean, it's been bubbling up from the inside out for a couple of years, but I think it's been discounted because so much of it has been around cheerleaders and women and sexual harassment, which gets discounted, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something where, you know, we, um, there's been all these allegations over the years and and he's just been a disaster as an owner. Mm-hmm. Um He's been one of the guys that the league has used to make a lot of money. Yes. The league has made a lot of money because of him. Yeah. Um, and he's highly thought of in that way, especially with people like Jerry Jones and a few others. Um, but his behavior and some of the things we've seen through the Bruce Allen emails, through the investigation on real sports that have come out, mm-hmm. um, they've been pretty damn. He's and gross. Now, it, it is gross, a lot of things that are going on. And now it looks like the NFL is saying, hey, we've got, a, we've got too much going on. We've got to calm this down. And if we're going to jump all over, you know, Deshaun Watson, we're going to have to jump on this owner too. And they, and frankly, they need to. And Daniel Snyder shouldn't own the team at this point. 
Yeah. And I do hear that people will say, well, and he's going to sell this team for $5 billion, a team he bought for $850 million. Yes. A pretty good profit. Now, people will say, well, I mean, he's going to get $5 billion. He's going to end up making out in this deal. But where I can see what Snyder's doing and trying to stay is he may be looking, this is what's the difference? He's already a billionaire. What's an extra $5 billion? He's already worth it. And what his life won't change by getting five billion dollars from his dad. No. He'll just be a disgraced ex-owner added to the mantra of whoever he is. Right. Um, so I see him fighting it because that's his belief. I don't say I agree with that. I just saying that's probably his belief. I mean, how much money do you do you need in cash? You know, I mean, it's there's a point where the money doesn't mean anything anymore. Correct. And who he is as an owner of an NFL team. There's like 32 of them. Right. Needs more to him than anything else. So it's going to be difficult for them to take it away from him. But I hope they do. I do too. It's just the last five years have been really bad for him and that organization. And it's about time that the NFL pretend that they care about any number of things. But this is an easy win, theoretically, for them. Yeah, and if he's going to threaten you with, and he's not even threatening litigation, he's just threatening the, the 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 the, the, the throw out the secrets. I mean, him, listen, he, how hard? What? How bad can it be? It is going to be bad for a bunch of white dudes who have been protected for their entire lives because they're white and they're rich. And somebody like Jerry Jones, who probably has a number of kids out of wedlock, including the the one daughter who sued him, amongst any number of things going on. The thing that, hey, release the hounds. I don't care. But you're looking like a petty bitch if this is how you go about it. Yeah. You do look, he does look petty though. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Last thing yep. we got to hear on this. The regular season in Major League Baseball is over. Mm-hmm. So they've already voted for all the awards. You won't see the winners for a few weeks. Right. If I give you a vote for AL MVP, is it Judge or Otani? I will do the same thing that I did at the All-Star break. What Otani did this year was amazing but Judge will get the vote. I'm voting for Judge as well. Hurts me to say he's a Yankee. It's not that he hit number 62. That number means nothing to me. Because Barry Barry Bonds is the home run champion. It doesn't matter to you, but it matters to the actual people voting. Yeah. Um, Barry Bonds is still the single season home run record. Agreed. And... You can say, well, if the American League record, whatever. No one's talked about American League or National League records in so long. Um, but Judge almost, what it's more important, what's more, I should say important, but what's more to me looks better is that he almost won the triple crown. Yeah. He finished four points behind in batting average. He had to, he was in it until the last couple of days. And the fact that his team was winning, he's a big part of carrying the load for that team all season. For sure. I think that's the why I'm vote. I would vote for Aaron Judge as well. 
And uh, we were, I was talking about it with a couple of friends and they were like, I don't know, Otani's just, and Otani is, because of the fact that he's such a good pitcher and such a good hitter, but I think he has to have better offensive stats if he's going to be an MVP. The thing of it is, though, he has to win. The, I, I agree about the winning portion, um, but when was the last player to be in the talk on, you know, pitching and yeah. an offensive player, um, yeah. which, you know, I think it Babe Ruth may have been. You go back to Ruth. Ruth's the only two-way player other than and Ruth was not a two-way player except in the beginning of his career. Right. Um he so, eventually just became I mean that's phenomenal. And he he's been amazing since he's come into the league. I really yeah. hope both for he and Trout that they finally get something right. around them that these guys can continue to showcase their stuff in the postseason. Yeah, Shohei Otani, he did get a one-year extension. I don't know if you saw that. Right. Yep. Avoided arbitration already. He got the largest extension for one year that any player's ever gotten in the arbitration era. $30 million for one year. Yeah. Um, and he'll be a free agent after that next year. So, um, but it is amazing what he's doing. You look at the pitching and the hitting, and it's, yeah. it's a lot to ask of any player. But what Judge did... The triple crown almost I mean almost went a triple crown I mean that's in our lifetime only been done a couple times right I mean Cabrera did it and the year he did it, he was incredible um you know before that you go way back to like 1967 Yastrzemski yeah um, no it's wild I'm not going to take anything away from yeah. Judge and what he's accomplished and especially as poorly as the Yankees played after the all-star break yes um, and he really carried them through that stretch yeah. like when they were winning, the games they did win, he kept them in. And to your point, that goes to the winning part yeah. of the most valuable player. Yeah. And so I think I would vote for Aaron Judge as well. And it kind of hurts me to say, again, I'm a Red Sox fan. But <laughs> I will admit, look, and I have admitted this from the beginning. If that guy played for any other team, I would root for him. Yeah. But I just cannot root for Yankees. I can't do it. I'm hoping they lose this game going into the ninth now. I just hate this. Still tied. Yeah. Bottom of the eighth. Right? It's, God, I hate the <laughs> uh, I, I want the Astros to be the one that beats them now, though. Just because they, the Yankee fans are the ones who give the Astros so much shit on the cheating stuff. If they can right. beat them again, it would be, be hysterical. What I really want is like a game seven walk-off home run by Aaron by Alex Bregman. And as he goes, like as he crosses home plate, I want him to stop and do like a degeneration next suck it to everybody at Yankee Stadium. Be fucking hilarious. But we can all drink. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, with that weird ass scenario, let's get up <laughs> out of here. Uh, Ellen, thanks for coming in. We're going to get this out today. I'm going to get this edited up quick and move it over to Tyler so we can get this out. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, so thank you, as always. Thanks for being patient this week. I want to thank all the listeners for being patient. We had Uncle Rico and I are going to be recording on Mondays. We're trying to get that all regular. I was trying to do Sunday. He wants to do Monday. It does give him some more time to look at games and to come with some great analysis. So we're going to do it that way. So 
Monday's pods are going to come out on Tuesdays for the next few weeks as we go through stuff, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. And then our pod, we're recording Friday morning. We're going to try to get these out on Friday. It might be Saturday. You never know. Yeah. I hand them off to somebody and they have to upload. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And man, he's traveling and doing some stuff too. So, um, hey, but we want to say thank you to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox. What they do behind the scenes, they do a lot of help without Tyler and what he's doing and the guys at Studio Soapbox. These pods don't come out. I got to do part of it and then they do the rest. Yep. Um, we want to say thank you to them for all they're doing. Don't forget to check out the Jones Report. I'm on again this week. We got into it pretty good about um, a lot of the stuff going on in college football. And it was a really good time. And Tom Bridges was in rare form this week. Nice. This so check out the Jones Report this week if you get a chance. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate every five-star review. So until Tuesday, that is Winter, our token girl. Uh, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We'll see you next week. Uh, have a great weekend. Remember your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, everybody.